Hello, friends. I am back. I'm here with Bug. She's laying right next to me. That's the licking sound that you hear, my dog. And I know I've been out for a little while. I just, I've been so busy. And like I said, this podcasting thing, as much as I would love for it to be a weekly thing, because of my new job, I might have to stray away from that and do like every other week. So I know it's been a little bit. And last week I post my blog post. So this is just going to be like the new thing for me right now until either I figure it out or I get away from the job that I'm doing right now. So it is time to record another podcast, get yourself a drink of choice, get ready for some girl talk. I am your host, Brandy Kimberly. I am a blogger. You can find my blog at qbrandyk.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at blog. Y'all, it has been so busy, like I stated. My first graduation as an instructor, so my first class graduated, and we finally had a full in-person class since 2020, since the whole lockdown. It's just been virtual since the pandemic, and I am excited I am working towards my basic instructor badge, so I've just been really enthralled in involving myself in everything that I'm doing in my career. (laughs) So yeah, that's what's been going on with me. I hope you've guys been doing well. I know everyone's getting ready for Easter. Spring has been going on full force but it's still kind of cool outside it's not like super hot which is great like that's a good spring vibe that you want like that's perfect spring weather um you don't want it to be too hot but texas is known to get hot really fast so i'm really surprised i do have a couple of topics for you guys today And my first one is going to be about Y2K. But before I get into that, just a little bit of daily sip. And it all involves within the past week. So Stony Clover Lane did a collab with Target. And that was last weekend, I think they launched it. And it was a huge success. So some of you guys might be asking, what is Stony Clover? And honestly, I did not know what it was until this collaboration with Target. You see, I've seen their items before on Instagram with some bloggers like Laura Beverlyn. She always sports like the bags that have like the varsity letters and I saw it and I'm like, oh, it's cute, but it wasn't anything that I wanted or needed. I kind of felt like the stuff that she was sharing was a little juvenile for my taste. So 
I always passed on even seeing where she got that stuff from. And Laura Beverlin has been sharing her stony clover items for like two years, I want to say. My dog's going crazy over here licking herself. (laughs) I hope that's not annoying anybody, but yeah, Um, she's here with me. We're having a little girl time. And again, the vibe of Stony Clover, like I was even looking on their website after the fact, after the whole collab with Target, which it's still going on, but you're not going to find as many items. Most of it's sold out. You have to go visit your local Target to see what they have. Um, I went the first week when it first launched and not everything was out yet. So I did see some of their stuff and I was like, oh, okay. And, um, and then I went back like the next day, I want to say, and they had more. So I grabbed a brush set. I grabbed a towel. I was just thinking of things that I could use. I mean, it's very trendy and really cute. I don't mind the accessories, but, um, again, some of it is a little juvenile for my taste. And um, this week when I went back, they had, I don't know, they didn't have very much left from what I saw. And I was able to grab like cozies and um, a little bag. But if you looked at my stories, I shared some of the items that I bought from their collab. And It is really cute. Again, the vibe is very juvenile. It's got like a Y2K feel, like Lisa Frank and Hello Kitty. Like it's just really girly little girl stuff. But Stony Clover is actually meant for like women of all ages, I guess. Like they have stuff for women as well. And it's all the same vibe and with y2k trends coming back in style you know you think of like lizzie mcguire you think of britney spears you just think of that time period when things were just like very bubblegum poppy and it is like the perfect time for stony clover lane and the collab with target like super super on time with the trends and I mean they're thriving a couple of weeks ago maybe a month ago I'm not really certain I tried recording a podcast about how I really feel about the Y2K trends but it just didn't have enough in it so I decided to just do away with it and I started all over again I recorded a whole new podcast took the Y2K trends out of it and I was like I'm going to save that for later I think now is the best time to address it especially with now that Y2K trends is thriving a little bit harder and the Stony Clover Lane collab that just happened with Target really gives you those feels when I think of Y2K trends right it definitely transports me back to my youth when um, things were just a little bit more poppy. Millennials, the things that we shopped for in the late 90s and early 2000s, like if you think back on that, 
what was in style back then. Personally, for me, it just definitely wasn't my time to shine in fashion. Like I wasn't obsessed with the trends that were going on during that time. I was just not into a lot of the styles that were in style back then. It was certainly not for me. And you know what? Like for me, my time, the fashion that I loved when I really came out of my shell was 2006 and 2012. Like that was my favorite time for fashion. But the early 2000s is making a huge comeback. And I can, there are some things that I do like. And we'll talk about some of these trends. But as it goes for most of the things that come along and start trending, some of the trends will win me over after a while. And the Stony Clover Lane items eventually won me over with the Target collab that they did. I really do love their stuff. Now, I don't know if I'll ever go out of my way to buy any of their duffel bags or any of their bags that they have online, but I do like their tiny little pouches with the varsity letters. Like some of that is really cute, but it's definitely something that I don't feel like I need or have to have. So it's not on my wish list, but I will say they are cute. So some of the trends that are coming along with the Y2K booming, neons, pinks and greens, just neon colors in general, yellows. I definitely love this part of the trends. I think that it makes a statement. I love making statement with color. It's really cute. You can find a way to incorporate it into your wardrobe, whether if it's like a top and then you're wearing like neutral pants or something or accessories that are neon. Um, I definitely like this part of Y2K coming back. Now, there's some other things that I'm kind of like, I don't know about this and that's bucket hats. So bucket hats I remember seeing on the runway back in 2019 or was it 18 for 19? And you saw bucket hats all over runway. Fast forward a couple of years. Now you're seeing on bloggers, on some of my favorite bloggers, they're sporting bucket hats. I still have not bought into this trend at all. I don't think I liked it when it was trendy when I was a kid. And I think it's just not for me. It's very plain, too. I know you can, like, spice it up with something, like, fun and pink and, I don't know, um, stony clover items all over it but or patches. But I still don't like bucket hats. I don't think they're cute at all. I mean, honestly, I think I would just look like Blossom or T and Tamara, the twins. But you know what? Actually, the hats that they wore were far cuter than the plain bucket hats that you see right now because they what they did was they flipped the brim up 
and they pinned it with a flower and it just looked like oversized and really cute and drapey. I've actually seen some of those hats on Etsy. So if you are looking for like that late 90s vibe, they have them. The early 2000s, and I think this is going to start trending soon, they brought the Von Dutch hats, the trucker hats. I remember that Jessica Simpson was always wearing them, or Ashton Kutcher, and it became a really huge trend. I was not fully sold on it back then when it was trendy, and I don't know how I would feel about it being a trend right now, because I also think trucker hats are not cute and doesn't like go with my personal style. I remember, though, back when they were trendy after seeing them for so long on so many people, I was debating on getting one myself for a little bit because, I mean, it was just all over the place. But again, cute on some people in certain styles like, you know, Paris Hilton, but not for everybody, and it doesn't correlate with my own personal style. And then butterflies. I think butterflies are cute. I've seen some chains last year that had butterflies on it that I really, really wanted, but they had sold out. Um, I also think that like butterflies on you know shirts can be really cute. And then they have like the butterfly tops. Now, think Mariah Carey. It's just like a top that ties in the back and it's a in the shape of a butterfly. Really pretty, but I definitely cannot rock something like that at all. Would not look good on me at all. And butterfly clips. Now, let me tell you about how I feel about butterfly clips. Yes, cute. If maybe you wore one or two in your hair, but some of my favorite influencers are embracing the Y2K looks right now, and they're adding like the butterfly clips to like their braids and stuff, and I just think they look so juvenile. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they don't look cute, because they, they do, but also my feelings towards some of this stuff that's coming back, it's... A little juvenile, it's a little Lizzie McGuire, it's a little, you know, like back when we were young, and I feel like some of this stuff should be left for people who are in their 20s to sport. But that's how I feel. And I know fashion should not have an age on it. I definitely agree, but I truly believe. It's how you present the material. There has to be a level of maturity in how you wear some of these trends and display your personal style as a 30-year-old or even a 40-year-old. So I'm not saying that we should stay away from all of these things, but we should present it differently, if that makes any sense. And then another thing that we will probably be seeing a lot more, and I have seen some of this come back, even I think Stony Clover has a couple of these bags. They're called baguette style bags. 
This was really trendy in Y2K, the beginning of 2000s, and it actually was such a trend. It kind of flew or it kind of flowed into the 2005, 6, 7, 8, even maybe even 9 and that was probably the last time I really saw this bag trend. Okay, you could probably hear my dog snoring now. But I love that this style bag stayed in style for so long because it's really cute. And there's so many ways that this bag came out. Like, I've just seen so many different styles. And I remember I had one by Coach. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's just a small bag that you wear on your shoulder. And it it stops like around your, not where your waist is, but just above it. So just look it up. It is a really cute trend for a bag. I haven't seen them in so long. And now they are coming back. And it'll be interesting to see what styles come out of it okay and let's talk about the ed hardy prints that people are talking about trending right now i am not a fan of it i wasn't a fan of it back then i never liked them even in my youth i do not see myself liking it now but Apparently, they're saying that it's coming back and you can buy the Ed Hardy style print on like those, what do you call them, uh, tight midi tanks or even on just like t-shirts. But if that's going to be a big thing, I know I'm not going to have any part of it. I think it's to me, it just doesn't fit my personal style. So not for me at all. And then that leads me to crop tees. Um, it's been a trend for a couple of years now. I remember when it first became a trend, I was a little upset because I don't have the body to wear stuff like that. And if you do, I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't. Um, and yeah, it's a little bit of a challenge, but there's some crop tees that I can wear. I just have to make sure I'm wearing like a high-waisted pair of jeans, shorts, skirts, whatever, and it will look just fine. But um, yeah, as long as I wear something high-waisted, I'm good. I'm not too mad at the cropped top looks because some of it is really cute and you can style it very well but I did see when I was walking into Target the other day some of these preteens wearing like pants and then a really cropped shirt and they were walking in with their mother I would have told my kid to cover up but I mean I don't know. We're just in different times, I guess. It's not a bad thing. I just feel like there's an age that should come with that trend. And that's like late teens 
and 20s on up. Which brings me to my next thing, the next trend, and that's low-rise jeans. Now, I remember when some celebrities like Britney Spears would rock the low-rise jeans. She would look amazing. Or Christina Aguilera. Britney Spears, of course, looks amazing because she has a bubble butt and she has the perfect hips for those jeans. Now, I remember buying some and never looking good in them because my hips are way too wide and, of course, I do not have the butt for them. But I think that if this is going to be the new trend, I may have to stick to jeans that are going to flatter me because, let's face it, it was a fun trend, but it wasn't for everyone. And this leads me to my next thought. The 2000s was a very different time than it is right now. And I was reading somewhere that reminded, it reminded us that, hey, during that time, you know, they were all about airbrushed models on magazines or celebrities. Like these were the people that rocked the trends of Y2K, particularly, particularly the jeans, the low-rise jeans. And the styles in the magazines, the majority of us were unhappy with our bodies whenever we tried to mimic the looks, which I believe was one of the reasons I wasn't really into the fashion and the style of, of that time. It was just unattainable, even for a skinny girl like myself. So you would think, oh, you know, only bigger girls were unhappy with those trends and the the mindset, the the things that we were fed when we were growing up, you know, like body positivity was not a thing. And yeah, I I had wide hips and those jeans just didn't look good on me. So yeah, I was also dealing with it in a different way. I just, you know, I didn't have a figure and I just, I didn't fill in any of the tops or, you know, any kind of sexualized statement of the 2000s. Like I just didn't look good in it. And again, we're in a different world right now than Y2K. So our thoughts, our beliefs have changed and it will be interesting to see how we embrace these trends now. Like, what is it going to look like now? Because I'm pretty sure we will, or is it going to be a little bit different? I mean, when they try to bring back trends, it always comes back different. It, it, we never relive those times. And yeah, this is just interesting. I can't wait to see what comes out of it. Okay, so my next topic is going to be on alcohol. I was listening to a podcast the other day when I was driving into work, and it was a podcaster by the name of Julie Solomon. She is from the Influencer Podcast, and she dropped an episode about her struggles with alcohol and how she is getting 
healthy mentally, physically, and spiritually. Go listen to it. It is a great episode. It's very relatable. And I will tell you here in a second why it is a good episode and relatable. So when you hear the phrase struggles with alcohol, you think of like the absolute worst, right? You think of someone who wakes up and all they think about is alcohol or alcohol to the point of drinking where it is impeding your ability to function every day, that it's putting a strain on your relationships, or that it is declining your health tremendously, and you're just thinking of heavy drinking. But it's not always the case. And in the year 2020, it has actually changed so many of our habits so many problems have arised from the year 2020, as we all know. It has hit so many people in different ways, and it has made people turn to drinking because it reminds them of a better time. And in this year, because we were sitting at home, we had nothing to do but drink and make food and just taking it day by day. It has become a bad habit for so many of us. And she's talking about this particular problem. Not that she was drinking heavily. Not that she felt like she had to drink all the time. That she was deeply addicted to it. But that it had become a habit to have one or two drinks every day in the year 2021. Now, some people don't think having a drink every day is a bad habit, but I disagree with that. And I think it's a bad habit because alcohol should be consumed in moderation. It should not be consumed daily because it doesn't benefit you at all when it comes to health. So she talks about how she has a glass of wine or a margarita and a glass of wine daily. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't sound so bad. It's not like you're heavy drinking, but when you are doing it every day, it turns into 31 days, 90 days. So health issues can come out of it. She talks about her own personal change changes in her health, like gaining weight, feeling sluggish, and some other mental issues that were going on with her. Oh, uh, she was not able to sleep well, and alcohol actually does not help you sleep. So... One of my podcasts earlier this year in 2022, I had talked about New Year's resolutions and setting goals and changing bad habits. And one of those bad habits was drinking. So I was doing the same myself in the year 2021, some of 2020, where I was having a drink or two every day. And I knew 
I knew, like, I did not doubt it at all. Like, oh, this, this is not good for me. But I continued to do it anyway. So yeah, with my situation the past year and a half, started lockdown. I was drinking daily, but then I would stop because I would have to go back to work and stuff. But we were not working as much. And I know like this whole lockdown, COVID, like all of that was a factor into pushing me to develop these bad habits. It was just so easy to do because you were home, you were bored. Then it starts to become a thing that you do every day. And because you're doing it every day as a habit, you would start cooking and immediately want a beer because that was the habit that I developed. I cook, I open a bottle of wine, or I get a beer from the fridge. And I've had my days too, and usually this happens on the weekends where I cannot wait to get off work because it's been long, it's been stressful, and all I want to do is kick back with a cold one. So I've had those moments too. Some people, again, don't think of this as an issue, but I have to say I disagree. I think this does mess with your health. Overall, it adds up. And in 2020, I was able to like, um, maybe like I did it for three weeks straight and then I stopped and then I picked it up two weeks later and I started doing it again. I went to SLC and I hardly had a drink while I was there for an entire month. I think I had like maybe four times I drank. So just once a week. And, um, when I moved, when I moved to Texas, Things have changed because although I was like in a new setting and I had a new job, the job that I was in, there was not a lot going on. It was so easy to leave at like 14, 1500, come home and go back to my habits of cooking and having a glass of wine or two. And it became a very bad habit that year. Again, it was just a very hard It was very hard to break that habit because I wasn't drinking to get drunk. I was drinking because I enjoyed the taste of a good adult beverage. And I would try to switch to seltzer sometimes than beer because I knew that beer is just terrible for you overall. Seltzers have like less sugar in it and it's... A little better, but generally alcohol overall is not good when it's not in moderation. So that brings me to 2022. On New Year, I made that resolution to stop the everyday thing. Like no longer will I continue to do to be drinking every day. And I've done a really good job. Uh, We're in the month of April now. So for the past four months and then with my new job, it's so easy not to want to drink because I come home so tired. There's been times where I thought about it. I'll open up the fridge. I'm like, hmm, you know what would go good with this meal prep that we made? A beer or a seltzer. And I would tell myself, no, just grab the non-alcoholic seltzers and call it the day. 
I agree. You start to feel so much better physically, mentally, when you're not drinking every day. And I went from every day to, you know, maybe like two times out of the week or one one time out of the week. And that would be like either Friday or Saturday. Sometimes I would do a third one and I'd have have it on Sunday. But I really, really want to cut it down now even more to just one time a week. So that's my next goal. And I think our relationship with alcohol, and I know I'm not speaking for everybody, um, but... It was a weird time. 2020 was a weird time and it did it did spark up a lot of unhealthy relationships with alcohol. Like people people were just making a habit and it was not a good habit to have. Listening to the podcast um Julie talks about how she turns to tea instead and starts making that a habit. And um, she's been doing great on it. And I agree, like a nice warm cup of tea just makes everything so soothing and calm and relaxing. So I do love jasmine tea. I love green tea. I've always been a tea person, tea without sugar. That's just how I am. People think I'm weird. Even iced tea. I, I don't want sugar in it. I just want lemon. And it's amazing. I share Julie's story with you guys because she raises valid points. I think so many people relate to this. And if you do, go listen. She gives a lot of information on what she was dealing with when it comes to an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Now, she's saying that she didn't like completely quit alcohol, but she has a lot she has a lot of advice, and I recommend listening to this episode. She gives a lot of insight to, she gives a lot of good ways to break the nasty habit that so many of us developed in 2020 due to 2020 events. So give it a listen. I will leave that particular episode in my show notes. So we haven't chat in two weeks, and that was the three topics that I had for you guys. I certainly am happy that you joined me, and I hope that you join me in the next two weeks when I release another episode of Pass the Prosecco on this podcast. The Sephora sale is going on right now, and I did buy a few products. Make sure that you make it out to my stories to see exactly what I got. And I also share some of the beauty products that I love that I've used a ton of and would buy again. So for my glass of inspiration, I'm going to share a romper It is by Pink Lily. It's called Years Ago Sage Button Detail Romper. I just purchased this 
and I'm going to get it next week. So you will see it on my Instagram next week. But I just love how classy and cute this romper looks. It would be perfect for the spring. Also cute for Mother's Day and into the summer. So I will leave you with that. It costs $56. And yeah, I thank you for joining. And please leave me a lovely comment rate and review my podcast and I will talk to you guys next time. Cheers. <laughs>